Defenders podcast, the fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. I'm Claire and my co-hosts, Matt, Mel and Robin, are all actually at work at the moment because they are on the other side of the country. So I thought I would get someone else to chat with and I've got the, the most awesome guest I'm really excited to be talking to. My guest today is EJ Scott. Hi, EJ. Hi, Claire. Hi. Thank you for being so patient after a few technical issues, which unfortunately happens when we're talking across, you know, the globe. Sure, sure, it happens. <laughs> well, you know, modern technology, we're, we're, we're doing it now, though. Yeah, exactly. Modern technology is fantastic when it works. When it doesn't, it's, yeah, not so great. We rely, we rely on it so heavily now that when it's the slightest blip, it's like, oh, no, it's catastrophe. I know. It's like when you hear people who say, you know, the possession they couldn't go without is their phone. And I think, well, we didn't always have phones. We haven't had the phones we have for very long. So, yeah, yeah we're kind of, um, you know, entrapped by them a bit. So I wanted to first of all say um, that congratulations, because so far this year you have completed two marathons which is incredible in itself. You've done both blindfolded and one was in Antarctic. That is amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Actually, the the one in Antarctica, I had to uh, modify a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. The intention was to do a full marathon, but what ended up happening was due to sickness and injury, I had to downgrade it to a half marathon. Um, and I, I did it without the blindfold, actually. Cause it oh, was did you? So oh, I didn't realize. Yeah. I, was, I usually run with a blindfold due to the sunlight and my and my sensitivity to the sun and the uh, uh, bad UV rays. But because of the course in Antarctica and the overcast weather, um, I was able to run without one, which were, which was good because I really I actually I needed to see where I was going because the tr- the uh, course was so uh, hazardous. Um, so was that just that, so because of rough terrain or or ice or what sort of things? Yeah, all of the above. Wow. And, um, there, there were mounds of snow we had to climb over, and um, and lots of patches of snow that were just slippery and dangerous, and and lots of rocks, hills, and all sorts of stuff that I was very unprepared for. And um, and and because I I had gotten sick uh, a week or mm. two before I left, I got I got like the worst sickness I've gotten in ten years, and. Um, and it just like destroyed me, and uh, I couldn't train for the for that while, and I wasn't eating, and I wasn't sleeping, and uh, it really just uh, screwed screwed me up uh, physically and and mentally too, really. But um, that's incredible, so, though, uh, you completed the the half marathon under such. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people I know have never even done a <laughs> you know a half marathon in nice um you know steady flat london so it's incredible that you yeah. still managed to do it i mean it, it took everything out of me it took four and a half hours to do the half and normally i could do a half in maybe two and a half hours so um so it just it took a lot out of me and the and just the conditions in antarctica were so different and uh you know i train on a treadmill so uh <laughs> doing something in Antarctica was just a whole new whole new uh territory for me and we had to sleep we camped there overnight the night before mm-hmm. um but I didn't sleep at all I didn't get any sleep at all um because I was so uncomfortable and nervous and all this stuff and um so I had no sleep you know, it was just like just just one thing after another and I was like okay well let's see how I do and and just a couple miles into it I was like oh no 
I, you know, I've, I've done a bunch of marathons now. That was I've done now. I've done 14 full yeah. marathons in the, since 2010, and I've never considered quitting or doing half or anything like that. It's never even no matter how hard it's been, it's always been like, well, I just got to finish. And that was the first time early in the run. I'm like, uh oh, I'm in trouble. Yeah. Um, you got to listen to what your body consider, tells you as well. Yeah, and I had to consider uh, that I had six more marathons to do this year, so mm-hmm. um, I had to, I had to, you know, for myself, I had to, uh, I had to downgrade to the half. But, but the Tokyo one, I did one in Tokyo in February, and I did mm-hmm. that. I did the full one blindfolded uh, for that one, and I'll, I'll be likely, I'll do the full London and probably blindfolded if this, if there's any chance of sun. I'll probably do it blindfolded also. I think, I mean, it's been, as I said to you a moment ago before, you know, recording, it's been pretty sunny the last couple of days. So I'm hoping there'll be nice weather. But, you know, even if it doesn't rain, London's usually quite overcast. So, you know, we can never tell with our weather. It just does whatever it wants. Yeah. <laughs> that's what makes me nervous. That's what's making me nervous, though, because I've never really run in rain. Um, a little bit for a, a marathon in Seattle at the end yeah. of it. The last <laughs> mile or two was, was a drizzle. And... Um, but I've never really run in rain, so I'm, I'm, I don't want to start in London. I can help. Yeah, it. you'll have to um, after the marathon just go and um, have a, a proper knees up in a, a London pub, meaning go and get a pint, oh, sure. <laughs> celebrate. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you as well because you mentioned Seattle. I should say as well for our listeners, um, you previously completed. Um, so you, this year you're doing a marathon in every continent. So um, you're doing seven marathons and previously you did a marathon um, every month in a different state. Um, So as you said, that's 14 marathons so far, which again is incredible and you deserve all the congratulations. I think you're being humble, but you deserve all the congratulations. um, I appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah. In uh, 2012, I ran uh, a marathon a month in a different state here in the United States. Mm -hmm. And um, before that, I had only run one full marathon. Um, and then I, I, I've run the, to- the the full Tokyo Marathon. So I'm up to 14 fulls, and I've done four halves. Mm-hmm. Um, and then hopefully by the end of this year, I've got another five full ones to do. I hope I can do, do all five of those, I hope. Which one was after London? Because obviously London's next. I know you're doing Rio and mm-hmm. which other ones. But they're, they're all listed uh, on yeah. your, your website so people can see where you're going to be running, which obviously I'll mention. Oh, great. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm running Rio de Janeiro, Brazil in May, mm-hmm. and then South Africa in June, and then uh, Sydney, Australia in September, and Ontar- Ontario, Canada in uh, October. Wow. Have you have you ever been to Sydney before? It's a beautiful, I lived there for no. a couple of months, it's a beautiful city, very, very laid back. You oh, should have some good weather there as well, hopefully. <laughs> I hope so. I can't wait to go there. I've never been. And I had a friend that lived there for a couple of years and he loved it. And uh, I'm looking forward to going. Um, I'm going to extend my stay and and, uh, enjoy enjoy myself there for a while and um, really soak it up because who knows when I'll get back. But um, yeah, I've never been there. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Most of these places I've never been. I've never been to Tokyo. I went to Tokyo. I've never been obviously to Antarctica. I've never been to Antarctica. Um, London I've been to once or twice in the past and I really liked it. That's why I wanted to run the marathon there. So I could, it was just a good excuse to, to come back. 
Well, we're we're really happy you're coming back. I'm going to speak for my city. You know, <laughs> we're glad you chose London. <laughs> Um, so I, I also had to give you a message from my co-host Robin, who um, who obviously can't record today, but um, who met you at New York Comic Con last year. Um, he just wanted me to say sorry to you for kind of accosting you in the restroom for a photograph. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> uh, no, it was fine. It was it's it's uh, there was, you know at those Comic Con there's like always lines of people for yeah. the bathrooms and uh, I had just finished up and I was washing my hands or something and he he's like hey aren't you EJ and I, was like, <laughs> I am uh, yeah that was cool it was nice meeting him he was very he was very excited. Um, so I wanted to, uh, to say as well, we should mention what you are doing these marathons for. And one of the reasons I've sort of been been following what you've been doing is I, as I mentioned to you, I've um, raised money and donated for the Royal National Institute for the Blind based in London, um, which is a charity I've been involved with for over 20 years. But, you know, obviously, which would probably... Um, relate to yourself because you are raising money for a, a similar reason. Can you tell us a bit about it for any of our listeners that might not be aware? Sure, sure. Yeah, I'm, yeah. so I have an eye disease called choroideremia and I'm going blind. I'm legally blind now and uh, it's a genetic degenerative disease that runs in my family. My grandfather was blind. Uh, he went blind in his 40s and um, that's kind of what sparked my my running this year. I, I just turned 40 mm-hmm. in November and um, and the idea was, well, maybe I should see the world before I can't anymore and um, also raise money for charity. Um, so this year, usually I run for the Croideremia Research Foundation here in America, and uh, that's what I've been doing since 2003 when I got diagnosed. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so, but this year, I wanted to do something a little different. Um, I'm still raising for them, but I'm also raising for a bunch of other causes that are important to me, not just blind-related, but I'm mm-hmm. running for uh, autism and uh, Parkinson's and Alzheimer's and uh, Tourette syndrome and Rett syndrome and uh, Crohn's disease and uh, mental illness and, and children and animals. Some, uh, it's a, I got about a, a dozen different uh, charities that uh, I'm running for, and I'm just looking for people to donate whatever they can to uh, these charities and just trying to get get some money for some, some other worthwhile causes as well because um, everybody, everybody's got something, you know. Everybody mm-hmm. knows either themselves have something or know somebody that has something and it's all it's all important so uh so that's what I'm doing and if people are interested in in checking that out they could go to my crowdrise page on uh, crowdrise.com/7on7 it's the number 7 on the number 7 and uh all the charities are in one spot right there and um they can donate straight away right there and they could help post about it or tweet or anything like that uh, and tell their friends and family and uh yeah just trying to trying to make some money for all these good causes absolutely and um I'm probably going to completely missay the quote, but I know on your uh, on your um, website, which is ejscott.com, I believe you say on there, you know, the worst the worst enemy for a cause is silence or something like that, which is yeah. is something that I I really believe in as well. Um, 
the uh, the fact that you're raising money as well for mental health is, is a, a cause that's very close to, to me as well. And I completely agree. The more you talk about things and raise awareness of them, the more, you know, everything gets done. So even if people can't donate, even just sharing, like you said, on Twitter or on Facebook is really, really important. Um, because with um, yeah. uh, Corridera Mia, which I hope I said correctly, <laughs> um, is, is a condition. Enough. Oh, OK. <laughs> That's cool. um, is a condition that maybe a lot of people haven't haven't heard of or aren't aware of. So it's, uh, you know, it's it's something that is making people aware of it as well. Um, I do think it's very, very important. Yeah, and, and, you know, I never heard of it before I got diagnosed with it. Even in my own family, we were, we were, um, my grandfather was misdiagnosed, so he thought he had one thing, um, mm-hmm. but it was never talked about or considered in my family, uh, for the most part, that, oh, this could be passed on to future generations. So it was just never talked about. And then when I was 27, um, my brother, who was 16 at the time, got tested for a bunch of stuff, and, um, and somebody looked in his eyes and said, there's something going on in his eyes. And that's where it all started. We all got tested. And uh, my mom, my aunt, and my sister are all carriers. Uh, it's an X-linked disease. So uh, the women are carriers and mm-hmm. they pass it on to the boys. Um, so me and my brother have it. And my sister has two boys and they both have it. Um, so my brother is feeling the effects now. He doesn't drive anymore. Uh, you know, he has trouble seeing. He's probably close to walking with a, with a cane. I've been walking with a cane for six or seven years now. And, um, you know, it's just one of those things that just, you know, as time goes on, as more generations are birthed, it just gets worse and worse, you know. One of my listeners, Christine, actually sent me a question which kind of relates to that, um, which is it's something I also wanted to ask you about is, Quite often with with visual impairment, a lot of people think it's kind of an all or nothing situation, um, just like with a lot of disabilities as well. Um, do you do you ever have people who have reactions based on the fact that obviously you use a cane, but you still have yeah. like central vision? Because I believe the, the vision is kind of attacked from the outside in, like almost like tunnel vision. Do you ever experience anything like that? Because it's something I've I've oh. yeah. <laughs> Only, only on a daily basis. <laughs> um, yeah, all the time. People don't understand. It's funny. I guess, I guess blindness, and I never thought about it until it was happening to me. Is like mm-hmm. how uneducated we are about blindness, and how people think it's an all or nothing. And um, why do I have a cane if I could still see something? Uh, you know, stuff like that. And um, yeah, it's 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 pretty funny, and it's funny in a literal sense, and it's funny in a that's a shame sense um, that that people don't know more about it. So I, I I try to take the opportunities to educate people uh, when that comes up, and um, some people are real jerks about it, and uh, and just refuse to understand. Mm-hmm. They think I'm faking it or something. It's very bizarre. <laughs> Um, and then other people are like, oh, okay, you know, they're uh, a little more open-minded about it. But um, yeah, it, it happens a lot. <clears throat> it happens a lot because uh, you know, I, I I walk with a cane and I wear you know um, uh, huge sunglasses that cover my whole eye mm-hmm. <clears throat> and stuff like that. And uh, uh, so you know, it's 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 interesting. It's an interesting 
thing when it happens, but uh, I need to, for those that, if I need to explain it further. Um, so yeah, I'm down to like a tunnel vision type thing. So centrally, I could see okay, not not 100% great. I wear glasses and and um, and certain lighting. If it's too bright or too dark, I, I have a hard time seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can read. I can watch TV. Um, and if I'm familiar with uh, an area like my house, I can walk around without a cane. Um, but uh, but if I if I'm in an unfamiliar area, if I'm walking in the street or something like that, it helps to have the cane because if I don't have it and and I, and I started using it because this has happened, I'll start bumping into things and people and um, tripping over stuff and. Uh, and it gets a lot more dangerous for me not to have it. Um, it's also a good it's also a good indicator to others um, that there's something you know that I probably can't. Not most people know what the cane means, so they can kind of clear out of my way um, when I'm walking and stuff, so I don't bump into them. Or you know, if they see me, they take their dogs out of the way or their children out of the way, mm-hmm. so I don't trip over them. Um, so it's a good it's a good thing to have. My brother was actually telling me the other day that he bumped into a guy on the street and the guy got really pissed off at him and started yelling at him and all this stuff. Wow. And uh, yeah, and um, I was like, hey, I gave my brother a cane. I was like, you know, try out the cane once in a while, you know, and uh, when that happens, uh, he, you know, I don't get yelled at anymore. I Similar things have happened to me in the past when I didn't have my cane, you know, people get really like, you know, offended when they get bumped into or something. But um uh but once they see the cane they go, Oh, okay, I get it. You know. Um so uh so I think I think a lot of the time people are very too easily to be offended by stuff, you know. <laughs> I yeah. always think, you know it, it, people are temperamental and if, if somebody's having a bad day, just mm-hmm. somebody accidentally stepping on their foot will just put them over the edge and uh and it's it's a good outlet for venting. Um, but, uh, you know, it's a, it's an accident and, uh, you don't want to bump into anybody. Um, and, uh, but that's, and so when I'm running, I, I blindfold myself so I don't see anything. Uh, so I run with a guide and, uh, and it's their responsibility to make sure I don't bump into anybody. Um, which I always bump into somebody, uh, (laughs) But, uh, you know, it's, that gets scary, too. But. I wanted to ask you, actually, in terms of the guides, do you um, have a particular guide that you, that you train with that accompanies you, is accompanying you on each run, or does it just tend to be that's organized when you go to whichever country you're doing the, the run in or whichever city? Well, I can't afford to fly somebody all over the world to run with me. Um, so I'm I'm looking for local guides everywhere I'm running, except for Antarctica. My friend uh, went with me, who I've run with before. And uh, but I've, I've in the past I've had like family members be my guides, uh, friends be my guides, strangers. Um, sometimes the marathons will set me up with guides. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes I've had I had one woman write me and volunteer. She really wanted me. She really wanted to guide me, and she even talked me into running a marathon in uh, Dayton, Ohio, back in 2012. I wasn't going to run that one, then, and because of her, I did run it. And um, so it's it's uh, it varies, but um, no, I don't have one person that that just that would be so much easier, but. Uh, <laughs> I can't, you know, I can't afford that stuff. So we we'll have to uh, raise some more funds for you, so you can do that. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, so one of the um, other things I wanted to ask you about, well, first of all, I wanted to, to say um, I, I am incredibly jealous that you got to go and see Civil War, uh, Captain America Civil War a few nights ago uh, for the premiere, yeah. um, which we've been talking yeah. a lot about on the, on the podcast and really looking forward to. Um, I also wanted to mm. say I think it might have been the coolest group of people that you uh, uh, you went to see Batman versus Superman with because I saw it pop on my Facebook and it was like previous guests of our show, Peter Shinkoda, Tommy Walker, EJ Scott and David Mack. And I was like, wow, that is a crowd of cool people. That was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. I didn't, I didn't even know you had all of them on. That's cool. Uh, yeah, well, we haven't had really David nice Mack on, but Peter and Tommy we have. Oh, yeah. Oh, David would be a great guest, but um, he, they're such great guys, and uh, I'm I'm lucky that uh, we're you know we've become friends uh, through Daredevil, really. Mm-hmm. Through, uh, um, but uh, yeah, it was such a good group of people. Not the greatest movie, unfortunately, <laughs> but um, uh, I didn't I didn't mind it too much. I I think there's some good things about the movie, but um, uh, yeah, so it was a fun night. It was a fun night, anyway. Cool. I wanted to mention as well, obviously, in, in with uh, with Peter, and I think Tommy has as well been on your podcast, hasn't he? That um, if any of our listeners of our podcast aren't listening to your podcast, Scratch the Surface with EJ Scott, um, they really should be. Um, and I wanted to give you a big thank you as well for your podcast because you've had some really great guests on there. If people are are interested, uh, well, obviously all our listeners are interested in watching Daredevil, but if um, if anyone is interested in um, just hearing really really good uh, interviews with some of the cast members, Charlie Cox, uh, Deborah Morsley, um, Eldon Henson, Jeffrey Cantor, um, Mike Coulter, I know was on your show. Check out EJ's podcast because you do a fantastic job, sir. Really good. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, I've had a lot of, I've been real lucky that way. And um, uh, I had uh, even like the creative teams I've, I've had on too. I had Jeff Loeb on and Christos and Ruth Gage and uh, the great uh, Stephen Knight and Drew Goddard. Um, those are some of my favorites. And um, I hope that I can do more. I've, I've, I've been taking a little break because of the marathoning uh, from do, from uh, hustling and doing more podcasts. But um, but actually, I did my I guess my last podcast uh, was an Antarctica podcast. So mm-hmm. If you went on, you could hear you could hear about my Antarctica trip, and I I interview some of the runners, and we talk about you know before and after. Uh, it was a really intense trip, and uh, you can hear all about it on my on my podcast. Uh, and it's free on iTunes and on my website, ejscott.com, and it's called uh, You're Right, uh, Scratch the Surface. I wanted to, to just ask you as well, because I'm sure uh, my listeners will, will not forgive me if I don't ask you about, in some respects, being Mr. Karen Page at the moment, because we should say, obviously, your partner <laughs> is Deborah Ann Wall, plays Karen. Um, please let her know she is fantastic in the show. She's doing a great job and has really, you know, helped flesh out that character. Uh, sure, yeah, just fantastic. How was it? Because obviously you are a, a, a comic book fan yourself. How was it when she sort of came home and went, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm going to be in Daredevil? Oh, I, I was so excited uh, <laughs> because I had already I had already heard about it, um, that they were making it, and um, I was already excited about it before she even got involved in it. Mm-hmm. So, uh just the uh, just what Marvel's trying to do on Netflix, just the idea of it before anything got made. I was like, wow, if they could pull that off, that'd be amazing. And mm-hmm. uh, it looks like they're pulling it off pretty well. I I really love the Daredevil series and Jessica Jones and 
from what I hear, Luke Cage is going to be great. And, uh, you know, they just found their, their iron fist. So it's exciting. It's really exciting. Definitely. And as a, a lifetime Daredevil fan, I've loved the character since I was about 10. I have a Daredevil tattoo. Uh-huh. I've got issue one on my wall. Uh-huh. Um, I really uh-huh. think the show is incredible. And um, I think they've they've done an amazing job. So if you if you do meet any of the guys from there, please, you know, tell them that from a lifetime uh, Daredevil fan in the UK. Um, but yeah, agreed. And what, um, what, what's sorry? your tattoo? It's it's just the 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 daredevil like the double D on my arm, but I always okay. said that I would have. I've got a few tattoos, but um, I've just got that one um, because I have a few symbols on my arm. But I always said to myself that I would get a tattoo of the daredevil double D when there was an adaptation of Daredevil that was worthy. So um, the movie didn't cut it, unfortunately, but the series has. So yeah, they've done a really fantastic oh. job with it. Um, I should mention as well, we um, obviously saying with the, you enjoy comics. I'm assuming that your gorgeous, gorgeous dog Banner is named after Bruce Banner. Uh, that's a good assumption. Yes, <laughs> I'm, a big, I'm, a, I'm a big Hulk fan. So uh, when we were going through names, I thought, I thought, well, I love the Hulk. I don't want to name him Bruce or anything, but uh, uh, Banner. I look, I think that could be a cool name. The dad was on board right away for it. Awesome. Well, he, yeah, Banner is adorable in the, the photos that you share. Yeah, I love him. <laughs> um, so I don't want to keep you too much longer because um, obviously you're very busy at the moment training. How how long have you got now until you um, fly up to London for the marathon? I leave on Sunday. On Sunday. So today's the, the 14th, so it's the Thursday, so yep. it'll be in, yeah, in a few days' time. Wow. Yeah. Well, I wanted to, before you, you have to go, obviously just mention again to our listeners that it, to, just to say to definitely um, check out your page. And if you can donate anything or just share details, please do. You're raising money for a lot of worthy worthy causes um, and a lot of very important causes. So do you want to just say again where people can, can go and um, donate and obviously go on your website as well? Um, I missed some of that. Oh, okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, you, you guys can follow me on Twitter and, and Facebook and uh, check out my, my my website and my CrowdRise page. Um, I'll be doing future raffles and, and auctions, uh, Daredevil and other, you know, other stuff related uh, to Daredevil and, and just other fun stuff. Um, and the money goes to a good cause either either charity, the charities themselves or to the expenses of me flying all around the world and signing up for these marathons. And stuff. just want to say it's been such a pleasure talking to you. I've been following what, what you've been up to and sort of trying to retweet um, and share as much on Facebook as we can, particularly from the, the Defenders Pod um, Twitter account that I look after for the podcast. But yeah, thank you so much, and I just wish you, you know, all the best, and have a safe journey to London, and I just hope it goes well. Well, thank you so much for for having me on, and thank you for all the support and all the retweeting and and, and getting the word out to your listeners and your followers and stuff. I really appreciate it. It's it's people like you that 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 help me. You know, it's it, I can't do this on my own. I need folks like you to to do stuff like that. You know.
Absolutely. And we, we will definitely um, keep our listeners up to date on how you're doing, like with the marathons this year and everything as well, um, because I think they'd be really interested to hear how that's going. Yeah, but I just hope you have a safe flight to London and an awesome time while you're here. And if you want to, if you need to awesome. uh, meet up with someone to have a beer with, I'm more than happy to meet up and cheer you on for the marathon and mm-hmm. then take you out for a cele- celebratory pint afterwards. Uh, I appreciate that, Claire. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks so much and have a good day. You too. Take care. Thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash defenderspodcast or on Twitter at defenderspod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0 unported international license. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it, and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!